Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? This is Raphael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. And in today's episode, I did a live episode, and it is with my guy Richard Stamen, a.k.a. Mr. Mavs Draft. And we are at Drive Nation in Dallas, Texas, where we observed a few prospects preparing for the NBA draft with their workouts. And we were able to watch a few guys play five on five and, and get some live games in. Stay tuned. All right, before I get into this episode, I wanted to thank each and every person that has made the NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. It is because of you that this podcast has been a success. We I mean, had to make some changes since we've taken over for Chad, so I just wanted to thank each and every person that has stayed with us throughout the changes. I know Chad is, is such a legend, and we have huge shoes to fill trying to replace him. But like I said, thank you for each and every person that has stuck with the NBA Big Board podcast. All right, here we go. Me and Richard talking about the players that we observed here in Dallas, Texas. Yo, yo, what's up? It's Raphael. Got my guy Richard Stamen here. We're doing a live podcast for you. So today, we're here at Drive Nation. We had a chance to watch quite a few NBA prospects work out, train, play a little bit of pickup ball. So Richard, who, who was the guy that was the most impressive player to you today? Man, you talked a lot about John Montero. I liked him a lot. I think the jump shot's real, the speed, the passing, just the vision, all of it. As he adds strength, I really think he's gonna be a problem in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's, stronger than what he looks. I mean, there's a couple plays where he was able to like kind of bully his way through yep. and, and, and play through contact. I mean, you look at his shoulders are broader than, than what you see on TV. And maybe he's just picked up some weight since the, the start of the season. Just to give you a list of the, the audience, just to give you a list of the guys that were here, who, name all the players that you saw here. <laughs> all right, I got to run it back in my head. So there was Andrew Jones from Texas, yep. Hugo Besson from uh, the NBL in France. There was uh, Noah Shelby, high school recruit, uh, John Montero, Mike Miles from TCU. Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy from Gonzaga, cannot miss him. Moses Brown uh, from the NBA, Jemias Ramsey from the NBA. I'm trying to think of who else, uh, who have I missed? Uh, Kyler Edwards yes, from Kyler University Edwards. of Houston, who like I'm pretty high on. Um, have to go back and Donovan Williams from, from yep. UNLV. Who's, uh, he's been working out here all summer. I know he shot over 40% from three last year at UNLV. So it was quite a few guys. Let's talk about Drew Timmy. So Drew is a guy that I've been saying that, that <laughs> in workouts, I think he'll look fine. But it's something about five on five, up and down play, where he just has this, he has it. Like, what were your thoughts on Timmy today? Yeah, you know, I, you could tell when, he's, uh, when he was missing a lot, it really got to him. But the second he made one shot, it changed everything. He hit a jump shot, the next end hit a dunk, and then after that had a reverse layup uh, against Moses Brown. I don't know how he finished. And he was making sick passes. Like The feel for the game is just ridiculously strong. And, and that plus the post skill, and not really even post skill, just general skill he has, like that's, that's going to go up in the NBA at some point. Like, and he wasn't posting up today. I rarely saw I him in the one. post. If he did post up, it was the mid post, but he was more so looking for cutters. Yep. Have your thoughts on him as an NBA prospect changed? You know, you're, you're making me eat crow. <laughs> you told me last week that uh, Drew Timmy's an NBA guy, and I was kind of brushing it off. 
Yeah, he's an NBA guy. I mean, especially Luca Garza last year made. Mm-hmm. I think Drew Timmy's a better player. Yeah, I mean, I think Garza's obviously he's bigger, was a better shooter from from three, but I, I think that Drew is a better passer. Yep. And uh, I mean, he's just the guy that I just think you have to focus on what he does well, what he can do. I think too much is being focused on. He's not this great athlete. He doesn't have crazy length. He's not a vertical lob threat. But when I'm watching him play pickup, and of course he's 6'10", so he has the height, but he's made some pretty athletic finishes yeah. that, that were kind of shocking to me. All right, let's talk about Hugo Besson. Hugo has been here, I'd say, about a week now. This is probably like my third or fourth time watching him play. What were your thoughts on seeing him live and, and in person? Yeah, um, you know, we were talking pre-air uh, about how his style didn't look quite ready for this kind of environment yet. But the skills, I think when he was doing the open drills, where he was doing shooting drills, coming off of screens, all that stuff, that's where he looked best. And I think that's kind of the takeaway you have to, to get from him. His jump shot is really smooth, very minimal dip, just like it is in film like I had anticipated. Uh, the release, the, the wrist stroke is just beautiful. And while he doesn't have blow by speed and he's not the strongest, kind of worry about him a little bit on drives. But ultimately, I think he's got the IQ general skill and touch at the rim that with that shooting ability, he's going to be able to, to make a living. Yeah, so for the audience that are listening, it wasn't a knock on Hugo in this environment. And we talked about off-air is that Hugo's used to playing in Europe where it's structure. And I've lived in Europe and I've been around. And I've never like, just seen guys play pickup basketball. So it's usually very structured. You're playing with your teammates. The spacing is correct. And, and this environment, I mean, these guys have been working out, doing skills and drills all week long. And then Friday is their day where they get a chance to get up and down and kind of uh, play. So in any pickup situation, it's usually going to be way more guards than bigs. You may have a team of four combo guards and one big. And so I just think like with the entire up and down play, a lot of ISO one-on-one, it was hard for him to get touches but I've noticed the past few weeks that I've been here he's always been on the team with Drew and they have a chemistry because these are two guys that technically play the right way as far yeah. as like cutting screening and so on so um, I've I've had a chance to watch him play like I said for the last week I've been impressed I got some footage of him in like some um, one-on-one drills where he really showcased like his ball handling and his shot making ability and I think that's that's the that's like his niche, is that he's a scorer and, and a shot maker. All right, Montero, we talked about him briefly. Um, what about his passing? Like, all right, let me ask you this. I'm kind of going too fast here. <laughs> Before seeing him live, did you think of him as more so of a scorer or a playmaker? Yeah, 100% a scorer. I think that OTE, it fooled a lot of people, myself included. Like, I think what we saw today Granted, the sample size, I've seen three OTE games, one scrimmage environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll acknowledge that. But ultimately, you could tell his mentality was never to, how can I get my buckets? Like, there were people out here that were like that. He was not one of those people. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting because I've watched him play at Basketball Out Borders in 2020. I was impressed by the scoring. I've followed his career ever since then. I've watched, like, footage from the U16s. I follow him in Grand Canaria. This year is probably the least I've paid attention to him because 
I'll be honest, I just did not know what to expect with Overtime Elite. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, he's going from playing pros to kids. And um, so, yeah, I didn't pay a lot of attention to him. But I had always had him in the box as, like, this scorer. And I've watched tons of films. I knew he could pass. But what I've seen out of him over the last week is that in these pickup games, he's playing as more so of a playmaker than a scorer. And he's getting guys involved. He's an incredible live dribble passer. He made some impressive reads. So has your thoughts on him changed outside of seeing that the, the passing and playmaking? Yeah, uh, you know, he was a guy who I was willing to, to kind of push down in favor of others. But that has definitely changed for me going forward because I think, one, he's quick. He's very quick in getting to the rim. And on top of that, like you said, the live dribble passing. There are times he leaves his feet, times he doesn't to make those passes, but one way or another, he knows how to manipulate defenders on the drive. And as a point guard, that's one of the most important skills you can have, especially when, you know, I, I trust his shot. I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. I trust his shot. When you have the shooting ability, it really adds a whole other element to his game offensively. Yeah, what I like most is that he's very poised, he's calm, he's patient. You can't speed him up. And it, it's just like this advanced maturity. And I mean, he's still 18 years old. Yeah. And you can tell just in these pickup games is that he is, he's been a pro. He knows how to play professional basketball. All right, before I get into my next round of questions, I have to talk to you about what happened to me earlier today. I got a notification on my phone that I had received a package in the mail. The first thing I did was ask my wife, did you order something? She says no, but we are expecting a bassinet for our baby that is due this this summer. So I run down to go get the, the mail and I'm, I'm expecting to pick up a big box and bring it to the apartment. And it was a small box. And I wonder, what is this? Then I opened the box and it was the Built Bar Puffs. So on one hand, I was disappointed that it wasn't the bassinet that we ordered. But on the other hand, I was excited to receive my Built Bar Puffs. And if you're probably wondering, like, what is a Built Bar Puff? And I, I guess the best way to describe it is imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting. And then when you open your eyes and you realize that this frosting was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. I just received mine. And I have never had anything like it before. They're available right now. We can't promise you that they'll be there tomorrow. So go get them today at built.com. Now, if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's just what friends do. It is a chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar. Yes, you heard me correctly. It is a delicious flavored marshmallow that is covered with 100% real chocolate. So you can make every day your birthday with Built Bar's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake. And then they made it where it's 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. And it is only 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar. This limited flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. And again, all the Built Bar Puffs are 100% chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com, get the birthday cake puffs right now. Go to Built.com, and if you use the promo code LOCKED15, 
you will get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off at Built.com. All right, is there anybody else that stood out to you? You know, um, I, I, I can't think of somebody else out of those two that like really, really stood out in that way, but there was somebody we missed that I liked a lot, which was Anthony Black, who is going to Arkansas. Um, the jump shot, you know, it's a little bit of a work in progress. The follow through and the touch, I think, is nice. Uh, but that size and, and handle, I think it actually does a lot for him. And, you know, you look at the guys like Scotty Barnes, where trading out the shot, but he had everything else. And I wonder if Anthony Black might be going down that road. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was quiet today. I mean, he is essentially a high school kid. He's yep. playing against guys that were a little bit older. And then by there being so many guards and so many guys that needed the ball to be effective, he wasn't as assertive, which is understandable. So I kind of think he kind of, I mean, I guess just kind of blended in with everybody. But you could see the, the talent, the size, first of all, the size, the ball handling. Um, I, want, I forgot who's, I mean, I, I know they were switching teams, but at one point he was on a team where he never got a chance to bring the ball up the court. Oh. Um, yeah, it was with Montero and Mike Miles, actually. Yes, so yeah, so I imagine he's on the team with John Montero and Mike Miles, so he's not going to have the opportunity, especially being younger, to really showcase. So he was playing more so as a cutter. I saw him play out, out, out of the post a couple times. Yep. And, and so, I mean, but again, you can see that, that he has a lot of promise. All right, now let's talk about Mike Miles. <laughs> your, your guy, Mike Miles, he's been a big Mike Miles fan. I've seen Mike, I mean, playing pickup and training up close for like the last two or three summers and um was this your first time seeing him like in this environment playing pickup yeah yeah i've seen him only at tcu before um so i i remain impressed i buy the handle i buy the shot even though actually the shot wasn't falling much today both in drills and and in the workout but i mean he was talking uh with me afterwards and saying you know he, he had been going five days very hard this week and yep. you know probably just took a toll on him i'm not going to hold this like one day of sample size on him but I think you see the feel for the game. We were talking about his passing ability. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, he, he goes, I don't even know how I like know how to make these skip passes like I do a lot because I was talking about some of the passing in season game. And it just really comes natural. I just know when the roller's there, he just has a decoy. And from there, I just kind of find who's open. Yeah. And that feel for the game is really impressive and was on display today. Yeah, a friend of mine is an agent and he was in here a couple of weeks ago and he was raving about Mike Miles. So he said, his exact words to me was, I'm not concerned about the efficiency because that's not going to be the role that he'll play in the NBA. Yep. And he was adamant that Mike Miles is a 10-year NBA player. Yep. And one of his comparisons was uh, Monte Morris. From, oh, I like that. From Denver. He thought he's a guy that can come in, run the offense, score if you need to. But it's just going to be a solid player that once he's surrounded with better teammates, not, not a knock on the guys at TCU, but NBA-level teammates where he's not supposed to be like the go-to guy, then he's going to, to look a whole, a whole lot better. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. 
So if you head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action, BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, last prospect, Kyler Edwards. I've, I've been high on yeah. Kyler Edwards, um, and I actually had a chance to talk to him off the, the record about his shooting because he shot 41% as a junior. And I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head this year, but it was a significant decline. And so one of the things I like to do is ask guys, like, in context, what, what, what went wrong? Is there a reason the shot fell? Was there an injury that we didn't know about? And what he mentioned to me was he was playing 40 minutes a game. The yeah. team was injured. He had a lot of ball handling duties. And he said it wasn't an excuse. He just said it was just a situation where the role was different and he was taking a lot of tough shots that impacted his um, three-point shooting. What were your thoughts on Kyle Edwards today? Yeah, I like him a lot. He was taking actually a lot of tough shots and he was mm -hmm. making them though. Like it was very clearly not having to play 40 minutes of an intense college game yep. and having also a fully, this is not a knock on Houston, but they missed Marcus Sasser, for example, for the whole season that definitely weighed on his three point percentage. This is a fully healthy and like fully capable team where they had NBA talent next to him and he was able to get his looks. I mean, he was hitting stop and pop step backs uh, from beyond the NBA range with these multiple times too. And his size, strength, and ball handling and versatility is, is what yes. stands out to me. Well, this is an emergency NBA Big Board podcast. I'm Rafael Barlow. my guy Richard Stateman. Appreciate it as always. And we'll, we'll have more of these coming up soon. We, we're in the same area and we're just going to have fun and be creative with this NBA draft space. So we're out. All right, shout out to the people at Drive Nation and to my guy Tim Martin for giving me and Richard access to these pre-draft workouts. I'm enjoying it. I'm like a kid in a candy store watching guys prepare for the draft and just seeing all the hard work that I put into to creating content or podcasts and taking notes on these guys and actually seeing them in person. So shout out to everyone at Drive Nation and thank you for making the NBA pod, NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day every day. Now for your second listen, I'd advise you to check out the Locked On NBA Podcast from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the very last possession of the NBA Finals. The Locked On Experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. I am Rafael Barlow. My guest was, well, he's not even my guest. It is my partner in crime, Richard Stamen, a.k.a. Mavs Draft, and we are out.